Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for IT Help Atlanta. Brought to you by Team Logic IT, your technology advisor. Now, here's your host, Rick Higgins. Welcome, everyone, to the IT Help Atlanta radio show. The show that profiles small and medium mid-market businesses and highlights how those companies use technology to succeed. IT Help Atlanta is brought to you by Team Logic IT, your managed services technology advisor, specializing in cybersecurity, cloud, and business continuity solutions. Team Logic leverages cutting-edge technology to solve all types of business problems. Go to ithelpatlanta.com for audio archives of this radio show and to learn more about our sponsor, Team Logic IT. I'm your host, Rick Higgins, and today's special guests are Chris McCaleb, the Director of IT for the Georgia Association of Realtors, and Ms. Honey Shaw, an Associate Attorney for the Dewaskin Law Firm. Welcome, guys. Hi there. Thank you. Good morning to both of you, and thank you for being here. We're uh, we're going to do uh, the interview process. We're going to start with Chris and Honey, if you'll just hang on uh, for a minute or so, and we'll we're going to get to you. But Chris, let's let's start in with you. Um, tell the audience uh, who you are and what do you do. Okay, so uh, Chris McCaleb, uh, happy to be here. By the way, thanks for having me on, Rick. I am yeah. d- the the director of IT for the Georgia Association of Realtors. That's the state the state association um, for um, anyone that's a realtor in Georgia. Uh, of course. Realtors will have a local association and then the state. And what we do for realtors is um, we provide the ongoing education that they need to have to maintain their realtor status, as well as a, a full set of legal forms and um, conference opportunities. So I am the IT director for the, the association. And it actually, even though it's for the entire state, it is a small business because I support primarily the, uh, a relatively small staff. So that is, that is what I do. So uh, that's great, Chris. Thanks. Um, give us a give us a success story. How have you uh, how have you helped folks? And and I know you help both not just the folks that are internal within the the uh, Georgia Association of Realtors, but you help the clients as well. Yeah. Um, so I think that um, one of the big things that we, um, which is probably common to a lot of companies, is that I um, when I came into it. Um, about eight years ago at this point, um, it was it was still kind of in the process. It was still basically a very traditional shop. It's a small shop. It's, so it's just got a lot of giant servers hanging out in a, a dark server room. And having um, gone to the pro- gone through the process of moving incrementally into the cl- into the cloud, and then having um, you know ha- having the finance team or, or the leadership team say, Hey, are we not, do we not have these expenses anymore or uh, of the, of this hunk of metal in the, in the closet? And I say, no, we don't. It's, it's in the cloud. And of course there are expenses there, but um, it just opens a lot of stuff up um, for us. And um, it's ideal for a, for what we are for the smaller company and still in the process of doing it. But, um, and they're very, and, and, to my um, happiness, they're very open uh, for that kind of change too. So that's been a that's been a good experience. You guys do um, normally during normal time. So you know, here we are. It's June twenty fourth. We're some sixteen to seventeen weeks into the COVID uh, situation. Mm-hmm. We're 
we're not fully shut down here in Georgia, but we're we're trickling back. Um, I think that was the word you used earlier. We're trickling back into to work, and and we're seeing that in our client base as well. Um, mm-hmm. Are you guys at all back in your classroom for, um, for in class stuff? We're not, um, and we it's um, it's been an interesting transition. Uh, I just like for everybody in the world, uh, for a, but for a company that essentially puts on events, you know, whether they're, they're education events or whatever. Um, and like a lot of other companies, uh, we have become experts in Zoom. I mean, Zoom has um, made it. That's you know the the video conference company that we've centered on, and they've they've made it incredibly easy. And the you know the professional development team at our company has, um, frankly, they've always been on the forefront of that kind of thing, even before me. And um, so they were ready to pivot very quickly. Um, there's some regulatory stuff around it about around, you know, whether the continuing education credits um, will apply if you're not in person. But they've navigated that. So we're not yet in the classroom um, fully. Uh, yet we we have we've just been a couple of one-off events where people are spaced out very you know um, with a lot of distance but um, and I think that'll be how it'll continue for a while and it's also been it's been interesting too to see get the feedback from members who have said wow this really works out we we could have been doing this all along you know and yeah. of course there's there's no substitute of course for um, or it's not the same of course as in person but you know, this technology has been there for a long time. So um, maybe that will be uh, a, a very slight silver lining out of all of this. Have you seen that your, and I know you guys watch this pretty closely. Have you guys seen your roles, your membership roles uh, increase, decline, stay steady? What are, what are you seeing on that? We don't, I don't think we've seen a decl- um, any kind of decline yet. Um, it's probably a little early to tell because, you know, just kind of the cycle of things like this, but um, it's, it's one of the things that, you know, we'll be watching very, very closely. And of course it'll depend on the market and that kind of thing too, but they have been um, leadership has been really working, you know, around every cycle to try to make sure that we, we can pivot to do what we need to do during these strange new times that we're in. So that, kind of covers your your client base and 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 uh that they're not back yet quite yet but what about your uh your staff your internal staff what's the what's that process of coming back to work look like for you so they've um what we're looking at right now for the last two or three weeks we've had um skeleton staff in the office and they have sort of staggered our hours i think even down to the point where um, and I was speaking to you about this earlier, uh, trying to kind of do the calculation of whose office is physically in proximity to another one. So let's not have two neighbors come in on the same day. So right. we've been sta- we've been staggering the um, just uh, either the head of the department or one member of the department in uh, about two days a week. You know, depending on what the thing is. I've been uh, working from home. At, I mean, it feels like 30 years, but I guess what has it been? Three months? I don't know. Um, I know. But I've, <laughs> I, yeah, I've started to go in two days a week for the last, I, I guess, uh, whatever month. And, um, you know, I, I was met, I met at the door with, at each door with uh, masks and uh, hand sanitizer. And we have a sort of a set of protocols, but we're planning to open up a little bit more um, in July. 
And, uh, you know, I've had a lot of discussions around that and, um, there'll be more people in, but, um, leadership is, you know, made it clear that they're very, they want people to be comfortable, you know? And, um, so yeah, it's been a, a positive experience in terms of dealing with, the, um, in, in terms of how they've set it up for us, I have to say. You know, you you said that you guys were able to pivot very quickly for remote with both your your classroom activities and your and your staff, but that's you know that's a credit to you, Chris, for the the work that you've done. And you know, full disclosure to the listening audience here, Chris is a, a client of, of ours, and we've known each other for some four years or so. Did um, you know the work that you did to prepare for that? Did you find that? Um, you yourself and your project scopes, did you have to pivot um, at all on, on your projects? Did you have to bring something new in and change your mind or do you just continue to keep doing what you're doing? You know, I'm, I'm really lucky that I have um, the position that I do. I'm a one man show and um, I'm lucky that I have the position that um, the staff are very self-sufficient. Uh, a number of them were already working remotely. We have a, a government affairs staff, for instance, that primarily do work, you know, down at the Capitol and that kind of thing. So they are basically remote already. So in my projects end up being sort of a lot of um, support and uh, and development of sort of the web applications we have. So that, you know, that's continued as it's gone. Um, uh, what I found is that. Um, I have to do a lot of checking in, just like anybody. I have to kind of do a lot of checking in online with people to make sure they're doing okay. And they, um, and, and they, of course they do the same with me. So it has, it hasn't, I've been very lucky and it hasn't been, had to be an, a, a huge pivot to do that. We were pretty much, we were kind of on the road to do that. Uh, just kind of, um, goose the accelerator a little bit on it. Gotcha. So again, um, Chris, we've, we've known each other for a, a while now, and I know a little bit about your background. I know that in your past, you've worked for very large companies, um, and the, but the Georgia Association of Realtors, at the end of the day, really is a small business. How do you, how do you like the difference, and, uh, or I should say this, or I should ask you this way, what do you, what do you like about the working for a small business compared to the big business environment? Yeah, I... I I probably, it won't surprise you, I bet, to learn that you get to, not only because I'm the head of the department, but because it's smaller, um, you can move a lot quicker. You can pivot a lot quicker. And you have, um, because, you know, and the needs are a lot smaller. So if you, there's a lot less meetings with, with your team uh, around uh, an initiative that might be going on. And if something, you learn of something that's a great idea, that you want to bring on or something that you need to phase out, you can move on it fairly quickly. And I'm extremely lucky that I have, like I've said, management that is, they, they trust me. And also lucky that I've uh, found some, uh, to give you guys a plug, uh, some really good allies, you know? So I, I know that if I have gotten myself into a corner or, 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 or over my, in over my head, um, I know who to call, and, and it's just easier to do that, do all that when it's a smaller company. Um, and, and, and you, you know, it's it's been a fantastic professional experience to come to something small from something big because I've been in organizations that are global, and there's so many advantages to that. But a lot of the decision making, a lot of the you know, the the big picture is just completely out of my field of vision. And, you know, I have my own little, I had my own little corner of the world to deal with. So 
Um, but coming into a smaller company after that and sort of having been prepped for it, um, for, for being a generalist, I should say, I'm, I'm, I do everything from, I'm at somebody's desktop to figure out why Excel is not working. And then I'm also, um, uh, you know, developing web applications for the company. So, um, the large company gave me a very good background to come into a small company and it was, you know, it's been, it's been very good. It's been very good to be able to try stuff out that I want to try out and, and get to do it very quickly. That's great. And, and thanks for the, thanks for the plug. Um, Chris, what's an aspect of your business that people don't generally think about, but that you wish people would ask you about? Um, I think that, um, you know, when we had talked about this question earlier, I came at it from the perspective, not just of this business, but I guess all of, uh, support. Um, and this is to kind of focus on sort of the level, the, the part of it that I've been interested in is, you know, I love the geeky stuff, but I also love being able to just kind of help somebody personally out. That's kind of, um, help somebody out with their job. And the thing that I, wish that people would ask me about in a general sense more is um, how am I, am I, am I doing this, whatever this process is that I'm doing at my desk, is there some way I could be doing it differently? I think everybody kind of comes to um, working on a computer in a different way. And I'm kind of, I'm always astounded at sort of like the, um, the assumptions and the, sometimes the, the really strange labyrinths that people put themselves through to get some basic tasks done. And um, I wish I, sometimes I think maybe I should just kind of sit behind them in their office for a while and watch how they do things. And some people are very savvy with computers. Some people are not. And um, I wish this is not a very high level answer, but I wish people would say, Hey, how can I be doing this better? Do I need to, can, can I, do I really need to go through 32 steps to create this spreadsheet or is there something simpler? Because there's nothing better to me. The, be- the best thing is when you've provided somebody with an answer or a tool that is just going to make their job easier so they can actually do their job and not have to worry about the tools of their job. So um, I think that is so, a, yeah. a high level. That is a high level answer because you've just told us how you are, how you are fulfilled in your work. I mean, what's more a- absolutely. Important than that? Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, the people I work with are, it's, you know, they're, it's when somebody's grateful to you for something that kind of is, you didn't even think it was a, you know, an obstacle. That's really, that's a really nice feeling too. And, you know, some people, but some people just have their own process too. And that that's, that's okay as well. You know, you just want to be able there to, to <laughs> help them if they, if, if they need it. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, great. Well, Chris, uh, I want to uh, wrap up with you, but tell the audience, uh, how to get in touch with you? What are the what are the best avenues for that? Sure, if they uh, want to get in touch with you, cut touch with me uh, for any reason. Um, you can uh, the best thing, and I just uh, I won't make anybody memorize an entire email address now. But our our website is garealtor.com. That's for Georgia Realtor. It's garealtor.com, and I'm right there in the staff section. Can't miss me. I'm the only guy in the IT department. And if you ever have any questions about any part of it, um, I'd love to answer them or get you to somebody that, that can. Chris, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to uh, wrap up with you and and, uh, and and pivot over to interview with, with Honey. But before I do that, I want to read our uh, commercial blog uh, blurb one more time. 
IT Help Atlanta is brought to you by Team Logic IT, your managed services technology advisor, specializing in cybersecurity, cloud, and business continuity solutions. Team Logic leverages cutting edge technology to solve all types of business problems. Go to ithelpatlanta.com for audio archives of this show and to learn more about our sponsor, Team Logic IT. So now, Ms. Honey Shaw, the associate attorney for the Dewakin Law Firm. Uh, honey, tell the audience who you are and what do you do? So, as you said, I am an associate attorney for the Dewaskin Law Law Firm. We're based out of Decatur. Um, We are a small um, trial litigation firm. Um, We serve mainly DeKalb and Fulton counties, um, but we go all over the metro area. Um, And we handle three main practice areas. Uh, Our specialty is personal injury law. Um, which I've been working in for about the past three years, three and a half years. Um, and we also handle criminal defense cases and consumer debt um, cases. Um, but mainly we practice in plaintiff's personal injury. How, honey, how do you guys find your clients or how do they find you, I should say? Well, um, I am lucky enough that the founder and uh, partner at my law firm is one of the most popular men um, in DeKalb County, I would say. We can hardly walk into a courthouse, a restaurant, um, you know, sometimes even the sidewalk, and everybody knows who Dan DeWaskin is. Um, so that's, that's a big um, contributing factor to our client base. Um, but there's three attorneys that make up our firm. Um, we all network very heavily, um, and we try to, you know, put as much stock into the clients that we are currently seeing um, so that then those turn into more referrals. So a big part of our client base um, is, you know, client-to-client referrals. Gotcha. So give us a give us a success story. It doesn't have to be anything recent, just something that you're really you're really proud of, some where you helped somebody. Oh man, when I um one of my first cases, uh one of my first criminal defense cases was a juvenile case. Um and a, a big part of that, you know, you've got scared kids, you know, you know, maybe made a mistake. Um, and then definitely concerned parents. Um, so parents worried about college admissions, obviously, you know, maybe even jail time, but it's just a lot of anxiety in those cases. Um, so I really appreciated the fact that I was able to get in and not only calm down, you know, the juvenile who was being charged with a criminal, um, you know, citation, but to also, you know, be able to be with his mom, both in and out of the courtroom and, you know, let her know that everything was going to be fine. We were working hard. She had a good kid. Um, You know, we were able to sit down with the solicitor in his case and get everything cleared up for him, Um, everything dismissed. And I got a thank you card from both him and his mother and the thank you card from, you know, a a teenage boy um, was unexpected, but probably one of my favorite things that I've received to date from any of my cases, um, because it just kind of shows that despite the results that we get, um, we do really put in the time for our clients, and we want them to feel that we're paying attention to their case from point A, you know, to Z. Um, and so just being able to 
be a resource and a calming presence um, for his whole family when he was going through that uh, was was one of my favorite, favorite um, stories to tell. Well, I'm really glad you picked that story to share because it, it profiles something really important about you. And that is that you you don't just do personal injury work, but you do criminal defense work as well. Right. We um <laughs> we like to say we we do specialize in personal injury, um, but we do like to say you know if you want to sue somebody, just give us a call. <laughs> we'll see what we can do for you. <laughs> yeah, I have a list of about thirty people. I want to get with you after this this call. I want to sue, <laughs> sue everybody. No. We'll do that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what, uh, did you always want to be an attorney? Um, I actually had no idea. Um, I would say maybe even up until my third year of law school, I wasn't sure. I definitely did not think that I was going to be a litigator. Um, I was handling tax matters. Um, when I was in school, I was working as a student attorney and I was settling cases with the IRS. Um, but, but even before law school, um, I thought I was going to go into some sort of policy making. And I think that I made the pivot from maybe legislative government or politic um, work when I was in that third year of law school after I had finished constitutional law. And then when I had, you know, gotten a couple a couple years of working in a law firm, working, you know, settling cases for people and getting that face to face um, interaction, I think is really what made me want to become an attorney is, you know, talking to people um, about, you know, for example, their their tax issue um, and then being able to interpret uh, the law um, was just so incredible to me because it seems like this, you know, almost, you know, other language to some folks, um, because it is, I mean, it's confusing. We call it legalese. Um, and so I think it's really great to be able to take somebody and say, you know, you're not, <laughs> you're not stupid for not being able to understand this. Um, you know, I, there's still, I still don't understand <laughs> a ton of the law that I don't specialize in. Um, but being able to be that resource for people, um, really is what changed my mind and made me want to pursue a career where I was working with people and, you know, advocating um, for their positions. So, great answer. Um, I know from some pre-interview work that you and I did uh, that you also work in mediation. How is being a mediator different from being an attorney and which do you, which kind of work do you prefer to do? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, to answer the first one, um, mediation is entirely different from being an attorney because you are not advocating for a, for either party. You don't represent a party and you are not a decision maker. So a mediator is completely separate from an arbitrator. Um, you know, you are effectively a go-between um, for parties um, to negotiate a, you know, mutual settlement. Um, I really enjoy alternate dispute resolution. I think that um, it is a growing trend in the legal field. I think um, there used to be a lot of attorneys who would dig their heels in um, at the you know mention of mediation because you don't have the opportunity to you know do all of the 
drama in the courtroom that you've been working so hard towards. You don't, you know, you don't get your day in court and some clients really want that. Um, but in some cases, and, you know, as we see more today, um, especially in personal injury cases, you know, most of our clients, I would, you know, almost say all clients are really not looking for that billboard $1.5 million settlement. People are looking, you know, to have their injuries taken care of and not have to worry about some hulking, you know, hospital bill. Um, and mediation is a really great tool um, to get both parties in and to say, you know, look, this is this is what they're dealing with. We we only need this amount of money to cover this. And it I think it just takes a big contentious factor out of, you know, negotiations. You you lay eyes on people, you're not just negotiating over the phone. Um, you know, you're talking to one another about what the actual stakes um of that civil suit are. And then you're able yeah. to reach a common, you know, decision. And it, it just takes a lot of that anger and emotion that can kind of come out um, in a trial out of it. And I, I do appreciate that part of mediation, but I, I am a bulldog when I, when I need to be for my clients. So I, it doesn't mean that I don't love litigating. How has COVID affected you and your work? I know that you said you like to be, you know, in the room with people and, you know, working with people and looking them in the eye. But have you been able to do that here in the last uh, 15, 16 weeks? We have adapted um, very smoothly, I think. And there's at the beginning when, you know, the Supreme Court order in Georgia has been extended um, twice now to keep courthouses closed. So although we're not able to do a whole lot um, from a filing and, um, you know, actually going to hearing standpoint, um, we are utilizing FaceTime, Zoom, house party, every sort of visual communication tool um, that we can find um, and making that work with our clients. Um, and we're also, you know, very kind of surprised at how um, everybody else has transitioned. You know, we just took a call of a video call from the jail yesterday. Um, and I, we do miss the people part of it. I think that you, we could say for our whole firm, you know, people are the main reason why all of us do what we do. Um, but we are making as many efforts as we can to, you know, keep in touch with our clients. And that is, that has been one of the benefits, I think, is for all of us to, you know, get together on all of our cases. Um, and although we do work very closely um, on a lot of our cases together, you know, some things I handle myself, other things my partners handle, you know, on their own. Um, so this has been a kind of interesting and great time for us to get to know some of our clients that maybe we weren't working with as much. Great. Um, so Dwaskin Law Firm is, uh, at the end of the day, it's a very small business in terms of employees. Um, what do you like best about working for a, a small business? Oh, I, so many things. Um, I love the other two attorneys that I work with and work for. Um, they are two of the greatest attorneys I've ever met. Um, they both have phenomenal backgrounds that I think really provides a, you know, kind of rich background for our firm. Um, and I fit really nicely between the two of them. So it's great that, you know, 
as I'm in the beginning of my legal career, that I have such phenomenal resources that I can work so closely with on, you know, a a ton of a variety of cases. Um, And that's also the benefit to our firm is that we can be a little more picky when we want to in choosing cases. um, And then we can, you know, choose what sort of things we want to bring to the firm. Um, And that was very early on expressed to me, you know, like, hey, we are, we want to see you succeed and you, we want you to help our firm succeed. And, you know, if you think that this is going to be successful, um, then speak up. So it's definitely a, uh, a group think sort of environment. And I, I appreciate that we bring everybody into our, um, you know, discussions about strategy and um, how to a- approach things, you know, and our, our paralegal keeps us all running. I mean, she's the greatest and the best and, we would be nowhere without her and, you know, our office manager as well. So it's just everybody who is here is contributing an equal amount, you know, to our successes. Um, and then everybody's there to, you know, share in the failures and, and then to regroup and get back on the horse. So it, it's just a right. very kind of positive environment. Good, good. Yeah, failure is not about uh, getting knocked down. It's about getting back up because exactly. no one goes through no one goes through life undefeated. And especially um, not in my field. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, what is, uh, this, this is my favorite question, honey. I always ask this question. What, what's an aspect of your business that people don't tend to think about, but that you wish people would ask you about? I think that, you know, a lot of people forget to kind of ask who their attorneys are. Um, I think that it's just kind of like you're an attorney um, and that's your your only character trait. Um, and like I was just saying, um, you know, I wish folks would, when they came to do consults with us, you know, want to get to know kind of who we are um, without us throwing it in their face and, you know, because we don't want it to come across as, you know, listen to all of our accomplished and accolades. Um, but I think it's a very important um, factor to consider when you're choosing an attorney, you know, what sort of background does this person have? What, what are their specialties? What, what have they done, you know, previously? And I think that's why we are such effective attorneys and advocates for our clients is because of the experience that we all bring. Um, you know, by the other partner, Alex Merritt is a former, um, ADA for DeKalb County. So he brings a total, you know, different perspective um, to criminal defense cases than, you know, I would have. And Dan is a former um, and and is still post-certified sheriff's deputy. So, you know, he brings an interesting perspective to things as well. So we have all of these kind of, and Dan and I were both um, in the same Georgia State uh, mediation clinic. He just, I think, 15 years before me. Um, But we have that sort of background that helps us, you know, make decisions in our cases. And when you ask your attorneys what they have done previously, um, it, it kind of gives sheds light on maybe who do they know? Are they going to be in a, you know, are they are they familiar with this courthouse? Um, have they mediated before? Um, you know, have they even taken other cases to mediation? Um, so just getting to know your attorney, I think, is just a wildly important thing um, because you're going to be working with them for a really long time. And that's another thing that people don't 
realize is how long um, litigation actually takes. And it's a couple years. So if you hate your attorney um, or if you, you know, didn't know something about them because you didn't ask, uh, it's going to make that process um, much more difficult for the both of you. Well, I think that that aspect that you just mentioned is your number one biggest competitive advantage in this world, honey, because nobody hates you. Everybody loves you. <laughs> I want you to follow me around everywhere, Rick. Tell everyone that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm genuinely saying that to the listening audience. And uh, I compliment you on that aspect of your, of your personality because you really are a genuine person. Oh, but I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I do try my best and um, I would I would definitely say the same for you. Thank you. Uh, honey, tell the audience how to get in touch with you. So it's very easy. Um, my email is honey at atlantatrial.com. Um, but as our listeners can hopefully tell now, um, I do love to talk. So you can always call my office at 404-987-0026. And the uh, domain for the website of the company? And it is at atlantatrial.com. Very easy. Okay, atlantatrial.com. No hyphens, no underscores. No no hyphens, no nothing. Great. Honey, thank you so much. Um, So that's a wrap for the interview part of the show. Folks, go to ithelpatlanta.com for the audio archives of this radio show and other radio shows that we've done in the past, and to learn more about our sponsor, Team Logic IT. For my guests, Chris McCaleb and Honey Shaw, I'm Rick Higgins, and join us next time on IT Help Atlanta. <laughs>